Welcome to Defender Discussions, a production of Dort University Athletics. Here with a look at all things Defender Athletics, your host, Bradley Lackman. Thank you for joining us on our first episode of Defender Discussions, a new podcast giving you an inside look at Dort University Athletics. We have a great guest to begin our show today, Kyle Lindbergh. He was a Dort student-athlete from 2010 to 2014 and is currently the assistant men's basketball coach. Kyle was a part of Dort's first-ever GPAC tournament basketball championship team in 2013. He was a two-time GPAC Defensive Player of the Year, and he was an NAIA first-team All-American in 2014. Kyle also spent time playing professional basketball in Australia with the Sterling Senators. Kyle has been a part of Dort Athletics for many years, and we are grateful for the role he has played in the basketball program. First, let's head to the radio archives and hear the moment the Defenders took the GPAC title, a 75-63 win over the Morningside Mustangs. And the Defenders lead 75-63. 27 seconds left to go in this one, and Morningside, it appears, will concede. 21 seconds and counting. Dort College is going to win the Great Plains Athletic Conference Postseason Tournament Championship. Trevor Waltersdorf and Jordan Vogel were the leading scorers, each scoring 16 points for the defenders. Our guest, Kyle Lindbergh, finished with 13 points and 5 rebounds in the win. Before we get to our interview, though, here's a rundown of our recent results and upcoming schedule for our defender varsity athletic teams. The defender men's basketball team played twice on the road last week. First, an 83-69 loss at Doan and then on Wednesday night, an 81-67 loss at Northwestern. Next week, the defenders are at home for just one game versus Concordia, and that will be senior night. The Dort men's basketball team currently sits in sixth place in the GPAC standings with a record of 10-7. and For women's basketball, the defenders traveled to face Doan, winning 71-58, which included a career-high 25 points for Carly Gustafson. The defenders then played at Northwestern on Wednesday night, losing 64-58. Next week, Dort will host Concordia on Wednesday and will also host College of St. Mary on Saturday. The defender women are also in sixth place in the GPAC standings with a record of 11-7. Track and field hosted the Dort Open last week at the Dort Rec Center. In the men's events, the winners included Peyton Malden in the 600-meter the 4x400 team of Micah Brands, Peyton Malden, Luke Wagner, and Cole Zevenbergen. And other winners were Grant Brower in high jump and Luke Bausma in the pole vault. For the women's events, the best placing was the 4x400 team of Anne-Marie Stoit, Annika Rick, Micah Koistra, and Emma Baker. And that 4x400 team won the event. Next up for the Defender Indoor Track and Field team, they'll be traveling to Yankton at the Mount Marty Meet. Men's Volleyball opened their season on the road last weekend in Parkville, Missouri. They played against Park, losing 0-3. They won versus Clark, 3-1. And they also lost to Missouri Valley, 1-3. Next, the Defender Men's Volleyball team is in Des Moines for a three-game classic where they'll face Ottawa, St. Ambrose, and Graceland. My guest today is Kyle Lindbergh, assistant men's basketball coach for the Dort Defenders. Kyle, thank you for joining us today. Honored to be the first first one. I don't know if it's a good or bad thing, or uh, but we'll take it as a good thing. Yes, for sure. Thank you very much. 
Um, so to start out, can you briefly explain what your roles are as an assistant coach, uh, Defender Gold Club, anything else you might do in the athletic department? Yeah, um, so started here three years ago uh, in this role. Um, previously, it was interim head coach for one year uh, here at Dort in the 16-17 season. Um, wait, yeah, maybe 17-18, but uh, yeah, going on year number, season number three here, year three in this role as the men's assistant basketball coach and the Defender Gold Club gift officer. So really that uh, long, to break that down is uh, pretty much the, you know, the booster club for athletics uh, is our gold club is what we call it. And that's kind of my, my role, one of my main roles is uh, working in that department and, you know, helping that function well. So. so for anybody who may not know what the gold club is, could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yep. So started in 1995, the gold club was, you know, pretty much for bats. It was, you know, $20 for a family membership, $10 for a uh, regular membership, uh, individual membership. And uh, it's grown substantially since then, uh, especially in the last decade. And now we've expanded it to the main function is to support athletic scholarships, uh, as well as uh, team trips, equipment, uh, anything team related, uh, really uh, for our head coaches. And uh, each sport now kind of does their own uh, has their own Defender Gold Club that they try and raise for their own sport. And we also have an overall athletic department gold club that, uh, you know, supports the athletic department. You know, we built a new weight room two years ago. Uh, we raised $100,000 in 50 days, and that was through the gold club. And so that was a, a pretty fun endeavor to kind of something like that has never been done in athletics before here at Dort. And so it was really fun to, to get to see, you know, what well, can we do this? You know, we, weren't sure if we were going to be able to, and it's, we've just seen, uh, we've been, yeah, pleasantly surprised, you know, and at the growth and uh, what the Gold Club has seen. And, you know, our, our hope is that the Gold Club continues to grow, not just financially, but the impact it has on bringing student athletes to Dort, on bringing coaches to Dort, you know, creating new positions. Uh, and so that's kind of the role uh, we talk about with our athletic, I work, work very closely with Ross Dalma, our athletic director, uh, and we talk about three things all the time uh, that the Gold Club uh, could help, and that's with staffing, facilities, and scholarship. You know, if you, if you are going to be a common theme that you'll talk about staffing, uh, facilities, and scholarship. And so, any ways that we can help improve Dort University uh, in those three regards, especially, is kind of what we're we're aiming for. Thank you for explaining that. Um, now I would like to shift a little bit to your time as a student athlete. Um, looking back at that time, what can you say about your time as a student at Dort and also as a member of the basketball team? It was a, man, it was a fun time. Uh, I was, uh, you know, 2010, my freshman year, and uh, I was fortunate to play on a very good team that had really good teammates. I think we did the math at, at one point when I was a player, we had, I think, eight 1,000-point scores on the team. Might have been seven or eight. Uh, they were all, you know, not at the same time, but at some point in their career, these guys were going to be 1,000-point scores. And so I think that's pretty that's pretty rare. I don't know if you're going to be hard-pressed to find teams that have that many guys on a single team that end up scoring 1,000 points in their career. So we were, we were pretty pretty stacked, I'd like to say, for, for a couple of years there, and it, and it was a lot of fun. Um, Dort was in a 
growing time at that time, much like it is now. Uh, our student body, you know, was similar to now and just continued to grow. And that was kind of, you know, a new era. We had a new basketball coach, uh, Ross Dalma, who was our AD now, was our, was our basketball coach back then. And I was his freshman year. And so it was kind of a new coach, new era. Uh, and so we had just football had been going for a couple of years. So that was still getting it's getting their feet under them. Um, and so it was an exciting time, especially uh, for Dort athletics, but especially for Dort too, that there'd been a lot of major changes on campus. You know, it looks very different now than when I was a freshman. Uh, and so there's just a lot of investments from the community and from Dort as a whole to kind of move Dort forward. And so it was a fun, it was a fun time. Uh, and then as a student athlete, yeah, had a, had a really fun experience, played on some really good teams. Um, you know, room with some guys that were just awesome friends for life and, you know, also really good players. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was a pretty good experience. We made it to nationals a couple of times and uh, made some good runs. And so it's fun to, you know, share those experiences with the guys now and, you know, hope for them to have their own experiences like that. Do you stay connected with any of your teammates? Yeah. Yeah. I'd say there's a good core of us that, you know, stay connected, uh, you know, yeah, I don't know if names would probably wouldn't mean much to you, but Austin Kachi was my roommate uh, here at Dort and he yeah, lives in Sioux Falls. And we both have two kids that are similar in age with each other. And so we've, we've been able to spend some time together. And then there's some upperclassmen above me um, that stay connected with. Just saw one of them here last week down in Omaha. And yeah, it's just pretty cool to be going. They just, they've got a, about a two-year-old son. And so it's fun to go through, you know, the different phases of life with these guys and kind of, you know, 10 years ago, we were talking hoops. Now we're talking diapers and, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. And so it's fun to kind of, you know, still have those relationships, even if we're kind of going across the country. Uh, it makes it pretty special. And one thing that um, I would like to address here is that transitioning from playing sports your whole life to going into a professional field or coaching or even just being a parent you talk about being able to grow with some of those guys who are on your team. How have you seen that personally? You know, when you are done playing college sports, even high school sports, you know, man, you, you like to think that, uh, man, you know, for him, I just remember talking with him about, you know, man, I got to do something, you know, be competitive, athlete, a former athlete, you kind of find different ways to, you know, kind of get that, bring the juice a little bit when you do have athletic non-athletic competitions you find them in other areas so and talking about those lessons some of the lessons you may have learned during your time as a student athlete how have you used those to uh, influence your coaching philosophy and your position as assistant coach I would say one of the biggest lessons that I learned you know to, coming from a faith standpoint um, in my senior year you know so my just to back up I had we had five seniors of the year above me. So when I was a junior, it was me and one other junior played and we had five seniors of the year ahead of us. So, you know, for three years, we kind of took a backseat in terms of leadership and, you know, man, we had a really good class ahead of me. So man, we just kind of did our role. And then my senior year, those things changed, you know, it was kind of our team and, you know, we were able to lead, for the first time and, and you know in a seniority type where it's kind of here you go seniors you know run with it uh, and so that was you know a time where I said hey we've got one year here um, and to make the most of it and you know from a from a 
faith standpoint, we had a lot of guys my, that my senior year were, this was kind of new. Dort was a little different from for them. And so what were some ways that, you know, we could bring them along on the basketball court, but also, you know, in their own lives. And um, we had a team Bible study that was optional. And yet a lot of our freshmen, our young guys came to, and sometimes it'd be five guys, sometimes it'd be 12, but it was just great to see, you know, knowing that, man, you get, sometimes all you get is one opportunity. Um, and now as a coach, you know, man, you realize that with some of these guys, you know, if you're lucky, you get four years with them. Uh, you know, you're, if you're, if you're a really good basketball player and you get to make it four years, um, uh, and you get four years, we get four years with these guys, but you, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's one. And, you know, man, you just can't take that for granted, you know, to wake up and say, well, you know, I'm going to work on this with this player from basketball or spiritual, or, you know, any type, you can't just assume, well, we'll work on that next year. Well, man, that's not always a guaranteed, um, you know, man, things happen. Uh, before my freshman year, one of our players on the team passed away, Brandon Oldenkamp, uh, in a tragic hiking accident, you know, right before the start of his senior year. And so that just kind of hit home, you know, when that happened. And then to see his parents here at every game still is just like, man, uh, we can't take this for granted. And, you know, the chance that us now as coaches get to have on uh, the lives of these guys, whether it's one year or four, um, and the impact that we can have, whether they are, um, strong believers or whether they are just starting off in their faith walk, you know, man, that, that impact, it's going to last longer than four years. It'll last longer than this lifetime and it's eternal. And so that, you know, that kind of gets you, gets you going a little bit. Cause man, this is, this is pretty cool. I mean, to be able to have an eternal impact in somebody's life, uh, not everybody has my family got a plaque for me and, you know, sits, sits in the corner of my office and it says a, a coach will impact, you know, more Said, more people, more young people in a year than most people will in a lifetime, you know? And so I think that's just something that's a reminder that, you know, yeah, you might just get one year. And um, now as a coach, learning those lessons, especially my senior year at Dort, um, to lead a Bible study, to lead, you know, the team as a senior, knowing I had one year, you know, what kind of impact did I want to make on those, on the guys on my team and the community and, you know, those around me. And so that's kind of stuck with me today, you know, in this role. And we talk about the Defender way and how important it is to live that out, um, both as staff members and for our student athletes as well. And I think that's a perfect example of doing kingdom work here on campus and that Dort Athletics is more than just what you see on the court, on the field. It is in Bible studies. It's in the classroom. It's in uh, relationships with your teammates. And um, I think that's a great example of that. Yeah, you know, and the way you treat people, right, in the dorm rooms, playing video games, the, you know, the fun you get to have with your roommates, your friends, and even those you don't look like, those you don't talk like, those you don't get along with well, you know, those actions, men are really important. And it's funny for me, being back in this role and hearing the Defender way is kind of, I almost, I almost forget about it sometimes in the sense that when I was a student athlete here, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have the Defender way language. But that, but it's nothing's changed really in my eyes in terms of what we're trying to accomplish, you know. And Ross Down was our was is our athletic director who was my coach, and you know we were living out the defender way then, and you know we would do that. We went to Chicago every summer and served at been on a free basketball camp at an inner city school, 
And those same things are still happening similarly, you know, in all, in all of our athletic programs now. And, uh, you know, I'm just more aware of it now. But back then, I was just like, man, this is what we did. You know, we led a team Bible study. We had, took a service trip. We did all these, you know, acts. Uh, but our hearts were still the same. You know, our, our language was still the same. And, you know, it's just fun to – now there's a, I guess, a capstone on really what's been going on for a while here at Dort and to not make any apologies for wanting to win championships because we can do all those things at the same time. So it's been – it's been, yeah. For me, I kind of got to remember myself, hey, you know, there's some people that they don't know what the Defender way is, you know, because Dort is special. And I've known that for 10 years. Um, and so it's just, yeah, it's a it's a great tool to be able to communicate to others that, I mean, this is what makes Dort unique. Can you talk about your time in Australia playing professional basketball and how that impacted you just describing your experience overall as well? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, when I graduated in 2014, I wasn't quite sure what was next for me. I, you know, went, I originally wanted to go to PT school. I was not a student, if uh, my professors could attest to. I was not awesome in the classroom. Um, I was okay. And, you know, that kind of hurt my, I tried to get into PT school, didn't get into the schools I wanted to. And so I thought about taking, you know, you know, a year of extra classes and working towards getting back to PT school the following year. Uh, but had a really good senior season here at Dort playing basketball and had a couple people approach me about, you know, have you thought about playing overseas? Have you thought about doing that? And I just said, no, I, I had never, never crossed my mind. I wasn't thinking about it. Uh, but now as I kind of got talking with some people about it and got hooked up with an agent and, you know, next thing I know, I'm signing a contract to play, you know, down in Perth, Australia, which I had never, I mean, I had to look it up on a map. I had, no idea. I, all I knew was Sydney, Australia was the only, you know, if you watch Finding Nemo, you know, then, then, you know, Sydney, Australia, but man, that's, that's all I knew. I had never heard of Perth, didn't know where it was. And yeah, I looked up how many hours it was going to take me to get there on a plane and was like, wow, it's a long ways. And so it was, uh, yeah, it was a journey to get down there. Uh, and just the whole process had some amazing people in my life that kind of, you know, led me to get down there and, um, was there for two seasons. Uh, my first year was there by myself. And then my second season, my wife and I, Kara, she, uh, she played basketball here at Dort. We're the same year. She actually played for a season down there as well in our second year together. So uh, it was a lot, of, a lot of fun. Just, you know, opened my eyes and it was a year to year contract. So I signed my first year contract there. Had no idea if I'd go back for a second year and I uh, was lucky enough to get a second year in and it's just, man, you're just living on a year to year when you're in that lifestyle. You know, you just got to do the best you can, play the hardest you can, uh, do your job well. And, you know, things will hopefully, hopefully go, go your way, but you never know. So uh, I was really lucky. I really enjoyed the experience. A uh, big part of it was I didn't have to learn a new language. Um, they got some thick accents down there in Australia, but for the most part, you know, you can communicate the culture is a little different in the U S but you know, it's pretty similar in a lot of aspects. And so that made it really nice. I had some buddies play in Europe, uh, kind of all over the place and, you know, would call them and they'd be like, you know, it's a Friday night. Well, I'm just sitting, sitting at home, you know, if they've got nothing going on. Cause yeah, it's hard for them to communicate when you're speaking a different language. But, uh, for me, I, yeah, I really enjoyed the experience. Um, they treated us really well Had a good club, had a great coach for two years. Um, yeah, and it was kind of my first taste of coaching. And so I was, you know, as 
part of playing on the professional team uh, was that, you know, you were uh, going to be part of the program. So they don't have really high school or college sports in Australia and Europe. You know, it's a lot of club based. So Sioux Center would have a club. Orange City would have a club. You know, Sioux Falls might have a couple of them. And, you know, those clubs have under 12, under 14, under 16, under 18, you know, a development team and a professional team. And so it kind of kids come up through the system and, you know, play for their club. And if you're good enough, you make it to the professional team. And, you know, that was my chance to coach for the first time. And so part of my contract was playing, but then also coaching one of the development, they're the, you know, younger teams. And so that was for me, I was just like, yeah, I'll do it if you tell me to, but I never really sought out coaching. And, you know, it kind of put a little, put a little spark in me that was just like, wow, I think this is something I, I really enjoy. I, I hadn't really thought of it that much, but uh, yeah, it was something that, you know, kind of lit a fire in me for coaching those first two years. So what drew you to take an opportunity to go and play in Australia far away from home? And also, uh, secondly, to go to, again to uh, the coaching atmosphere? You know, I, when I kind of went, it took, it took about six months after I graduated before I went uh, down to Australia. And so during that time, you know, it did a, did a few different tryouts, had a lot of different contact and, you know, and it's a, it's a really interesting, I mean, you know, the professional sports world is just very unique. There's nothing like it. And even at the small level that I was at, um, you know, coming from Dort uh, and, you know, getting an agent and working with some other people to, to get a job, um, you know, really what drew me was just an opportunity. Yeah, you have, had a girlfriend at the time who's now my wife, and you know, it was one of those things that, man, so it's going to be a long distance for uh, for a year, but uh, we'll give it a go, and, you know, thankfully we did, and, you know, the rest is his, two kids later, the rest is history, but it's, uh, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, a lot of prayer and just saying, man, is this, you know, is this kind of what's where God's leading me? And just, yeah, being open to that, I guess, is, you know, what I've tried to encourage our guys, man, as you, you know, you graduate from Dort, man, just be open. You know, if the Lord calls you to somewhere else other than Sioux Center, you know, a lot of our guys are around this area and, man, this place is awesome. There's something special about being here in Sioux Center, but there's also a lot of great places around the country and around the world. And that's what I found out. And, my wife is a Midwest, she's a Midwest girl, and uh, when we finished our time in Australia there, we knew we probably weren't going back. You know, it was pretty hard for her to leave, and initially that wasn't the case, and so it was just cool to see her journey in that as well, that uh, she, you know, really grew to love the people and the places that we were at, and so, uh, yeah, it was really just a, you know, a great opportunity to say, man, this is going to be something that, you know, be fun to tell my kids about, and got a kangaroo skin hanging in my house that, uh, you know, it's kind of proof that we were there. So, uh, but from the coaching side of things, I would say, uh, you know, cause that was your second question, right? I mean, you know, the opportunity, I guess I would just say, um, you know, I always had it on my heart after college that I knew, I knew, I knew three things. I knew that I wanted to work with young adults. I knew that I wanted to, be involved in athletics. And, you know, I was open to anything. And, you know, I, I kind of had thought about maybe being an athletic director, thought about coaching, you know, I had, I had my options open. Uh, and it wasn't really until, you know, I, I got offered the interim head job for the women's coaching spot. that I said, man, 
coaching is something that, you know, I really am passionate about. Uh, I didn't have my sights set on being a head coach. I didn't, you know, I didn't have, Hey, this is where I want to be in five years. Um, but I did say, man, I, I know what I like doing. I know what uh, God has gifted me with. And that's with, you know, a great basketball experience. There's not many, you know, NAI players that can say, man, here's what I've done, my accomplishments, you know, I've had the chance to play overseas. Uh, and so it's cool to talk to recruits in that light that, you know, say, Hey man, if that's something you want to do and you can do it, you just got, Hey, you got to be good enough, but man, you can do, you can chase your dreams. And uh, so that was a fun dream for me to live out uh, as I kind of went through that. And now to be in the coaching seat is something that, you know, God has really shown me, man, this is, this is what, you know, you have a, a gift for. And, um, obviously still a long ways from knowing much about coaching or fundraising or, you know, what it is still learning, but, uh, it's, it's been a, it's been a really fun journey to, to see the, go the doors that God has opened. And sometimes you just gotta be willing to take that first step, uh, in some faith. Certainly. I, I also know that it's, it's hard to, to take that first step. And, um, often once you do, the opportunities that open up and uh, the blessings that follow are so rewarding. Yeah, uh, amen. I, I echo that. I mean, yeah, yeah. But sometimes you're right, man. It's hard to just say, all right, here's this first one, you know, and then, but that makes it easier, right? As you kind of keep stepping in faith and, you know, sometimes you get comfortable a little bit and, yeah, you, you might get slow down a little bit because you're saying, I, I don't know if I want to risk, risk this a little bit, but, uh, yeah, it is, it is fun to see us step in faith and God kind of reward us a little bit. And uh, a final question on that note, um, how would you want to encourage any seniors who may be listening to this podcast or any uh, incoming uh, student athletes who may be a little bit questionable about their athletic journey where that wants to take them? How would you encourage them to take that step? I don't know if this is my encouragement or this is more so the encouragement that I've been given. You know, I mean, you, you'll hear that all the time, right? That, nothing that a coach does is original. Um, if everything is copied and stolen as coaches. And I think the same is true for leadership. The same is true for a lot of different things in this life and, you know, parenting, the same thing. And, you know, for these student athletes, I think, you know, for those that are finding their way, man, just one day at a time, uh, I think taking one step at a time, uh, is something that you can do. You know, you can't say, well, you know, I'm a freshman here at Dort and I want to play professionally someday, or I want to go to med school at Iowa. Well, you can't do that today. You know, my high school coach would always say, you know, you can't lose or win the first, you can't lose or win or lose a game in the first five minutes. You know, you can be hard to win, but you can't lose or win, you know, and I think the same is true. I mean, you know, for today, you know, and, you know, seizing the day is, you know, a lot of high school, Christian high schools, that'll be their motto is seize the day. And uh, it's uh, schools around the country have that. And it's something that, uh, you know, is used a lot, but it, I think it's very true. And um, some of the best advice that I've been given, you know, is to I mean, just do the best where you're at, you know, whether that's being a graduate assistant at a small college in the Midwest, whether it's being a, you know, coach, whether it's being a lawyer or a doctor or a pharmacist, I mean, whatever you're doing, uh, you're a farmer. I mean, you can do the best you can that day. Um, it's pretty neat. Uh, quick story. Our, our head, our head men's basketball coach, Ryan Van Hafton, one of his former players is now the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, you know, and it's one of Van Hafton's former players. 
So we've been we've been joking with him that uh, he's waiting for the call up to the big leagues to get a job at the Pacers. And he's got to take us with him. But uh, but no, it's you know, I mean, you don't get there and coach of the NBA Pacers. You know, when in a day, you don't get there in a year. You know, it's you know, fourteen years of you know working your way there. And I think the same is true for for athletes, for our students. You know, that are trying to find their way, whether it's in their sport in their major, um, whatever it is on campus or in the community, uh, you know, you, you got to do it one day at a time and wake up each morning and say, man, this is going to be a great day. The Lord has, you know, let me wake up and woke up. I got to wake up today and uh, want to go make the most of it. So that's, that's been the encouragement for me. And I would hope that, yeah, as our student athletes listen to this, whoever does that, man, there's just encouragement that, uh, you know, when your heart's in the right place and, you know, this isn't about you. It's not about how much money I can make or what kind of record I can have as a coach. But when you put it about others, um, you know, really good things will happen in the process. I couldn't agree more. Thank you for sharing that. Well, that's all we have for today. I really appreciate you coming on here today to, to have a conversation. And I wish you the best of luck with the rest of the basketball season. Uh, enjoy the break this weekend. I'm sure it'll be nice after a uh, uh, busy schedule here the last few months. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a fun finish to the year. The guys, you know, knock on wood, we're we're healthy. You know, it's a big key at this end, at the end of the season here. Um, but yeah, really excited for our guys to have a couple great games to finish. And yeah, I'm gonna do on my Saturdays. You know, we uh we haven't had free Saturdays for a while, so you might find me wandering around the gym or something. Just not sure what to do, but we'll make the most of it. So I make a mean blueberry pancake on Saturday mornings typically. So great, thank you so much. And have a good day, Kyle. Thanks, Bradley, you too. This has been Defender Discussions. Watch for future releases on the Dort Athletics website and on our social media outlets.